we have a mindfulness consultant that our district contracts with. And so that consultant does sessions around leading with authenticity. So that's Jennifer knows. And so in those sessions, we kind of get to the root of our core values. We identify what our core values are. So I have my core values actually printed and framed in my home office just as a reminder of what it is that I strive to work towards mm. or um, reminding me of what should be at the core of my work. Is that at an individual level? Like you're looking, you're, you're setting your own kind of core values. So you've got guiding principles when you're going into the day. Mm. Yes. But so, I also do it because if I want others to do it, I need to be able to say, hey, I feel like core values is important. Yeah. I want you to go through this exercise, but I can also identify my core values mm -hmm. and how it benefits me. So mm -hmm. one of my core values is to empower. I feel like everything that we do in our job is to empower. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and I have Dr. Cheryl McCray of Hamilton County School District. She's a former SEL coach. We were in the SEL certification program together. Um, and as you've seen, I've been trying to talk to these folks with the SEL certification and see what kind of work is being done out in the field. So before we get started with Dr. McCray and everything she's got going on, I want to make sure to let you know to go to seleducators.com to learn more about us and also subscribe to our YouTube channel at SEL Educators. And Dr. McCray, I don't know if I said it already, but you were an SEL coach. Now you're an induction specialist. Yes. So welcome. Thanks for joining me. How Thank you, you for having me. Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. I, um, you know, I've had a chance to talk to a couple of our teachers from the SEL certification program and a couple of uh, students as well. And one of the things that I'm, I'm always interested in talking about and hearing about is like, what kind of value did you gain from the Academy for SEL and going through uh, the certification program that we did? Yeah. So um, SEL is is um, a topic that I believe is is it, it extends past education. It extends past school buildings and the way that we operate in schools. Really, SEL should be a part of every organization that is ever in establishment because this mm -hmm. is just how we operate. It's just a way of being able to communicate with our peers or our superiors or how do we how am I aware of myself so that I know um what it is that I need to do or how do I adjust um mm -hmm. so it's not just about how we teach our children and how we operate as adults in the school but it's more so about how we should be operating everywhere so yeah. it is near and dear to me not just because I do it in my work but I feel like this is what we should do in life period Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Was there anything um, particular? So you were in your SEL role before moving into like an induction specialist role. Was there any insights from the program that helped the transition or anything that, um, you know, you found helpful for yourself to growth or that you felt helpful in your previous or current role? Absolutely. <clears throat> we talked a lot about um, adult SEL and how important that is. And so in this role as induction specialist, I work with adults. We do work a little bit with students, but most of our work is with adults. And mm -hmm. so this allows us to lean more into um, making sure that our teachers are embodying it. And one of the things my partner and I try to make sure that we do 
is truly embody what we want our teachers to embody in turn mm. seeing it from our kids. So um, all of the sessions in our um, certification program that talked about adult, adult SEA. And at the time, I thought I was still going to be working with students. Right, right, But right. it has allowed me to have some tools to take into this role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and I talk about it all the time, but adult SEL is like just such a forgotten piece. You know, we did yes. put that as the, after we get the curriculum, after we build the support teams, after we do our implementation, then we'll train the adults, which is just so backwards. Because when we see, I don't know <clears throat> if there's like specific research you've done in your previous role or like Parker Palmer uh, wrote an article that I refer to often. You have the heart of a teacher. And when mm -hmm. you have that heart of a teacher, you're teaching who you are. And yeah. so you've got to grow yourself to a place where you are confident and comfortable to immerse yourself in any culture and get the results that are necessary for a child. Is there any research that you refer to? when you're um, you know, talking with your kids or with your adults um, that you can share about you know, the value of adult SEL? I feel like yeah. I'm always the one on the soapbox, but I'm glad to have somebody <laughs> else on adult yeah. SEL. So one of the things that we do is we, well, let me go back. One of our sources comes from Brene Brown. We, we always refer to her, um, but we also um, utilize um, uh, Onward, you don't have to edit this, but we we, we keep going. Uh, we also utilize Onward, um, where we use Elena Aguilera for coaching. And so her coaching uses Keeps Mindfulness and SEA at the forefront. Um, we also do different sessions. We have a mindfulness consultant that our district contracts with. And so that consultant does sessions around leading with authenticity. So that's Jennifer Knowles. And so in those sessions, we kind of get to the root of our core values. We identify what our core values are. So I have my core values actually printed and framed in my home office, just as a reminder of what it is that I strive to work towards. Mm -hmm. um, Reminding me of what should be at the core of my work. That, is that at an individual level? Like you're looking, you're, you're setting your own kind of core values. So you've got guiding principles when you're going into the day. Hmm. Yes. But so, I also do it because if I want others to do it, I need to be able to say, hey, I feel like core values is yeah. important. I want you to go through this exercise, but I can also identify my core values mm -hmm. and how it benefits me. So mm -hmm. one of my core values is to empower. I feel like everything that we do in our job is to empower. We work with first through third year teachers. You can't do this work. I, I can't, I cannot take you where you need to go if I drag you down. I got to lift you up and, and, and take you where we need to go. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. What would you say is the difference, um, and maybe it's the students versus the teacher work between your previous role as an SEL coach in your current role um, as an induction specialist, is the primary piece the difference between working with kids and adults? Yes. So my focus is strictly on adults. So I can, <clears throat> I, I feel like in this role, I have permission to say, no, you need to pause. Mm. You need to stop pushing forward or let's, let's reset or let's try to think of this in a different way. It is strictly thinking about what my teachers need in that moment. 
Whereas an SEL coach, I was thinking about what the teachers need, but my priority is what was the student needs yeah. um, to try to make the change. Because most that... times we were working with students with difficult behavior. Mm, understood. How does how has that changed your mindset? And and I know we've kind of hit on a little bit. So I'm, I'm you know just from a depth perspective, how has that changed your mindset and recognizing like yo this is uh, this might be multiply the value of the impact of SEL because I'm starting with the teachers rather than before. Yeah. Was that something that you was in your mind like like we talked about earlier? Or has it been something that's grown upon you about how you're seeing the changes for your teachers? I always thought SEL was important. I always thought it was important for me to practice. Um, my first session with Jen knows in this role was probably my second or third day in this position. And she talked about the difference between modeling and embodying. And she said, you know, we can model all day. Mm. Modeling is just going through the motions of what it is we want to see, what it is we want to teach. But truly embodying means that I have to take it in, truly receive it and believe it to in turn have the the impact that I want to have with yeah. with my teachers. And so that was I was like, ooh, I've always thought about modeling. I, yes, we need to model, model, model. But embody, that's a different level. Yeah. And so I try to be intentional um, about even just my demeanor when I'm meeting with teachers. Um, so being a first through third year teacher, it can be intimidating meeting with people from central office. That's true. Or veteran teachers. And so I want to make sure that I'm approachable and personable when I work with my teachers and my teams because I want them to be able to receive what it is I'm sharing, but I also want them to be honest with me about mm. what it is that they're feeling so we can really get to the root of whatever it is we need to work through. Okay, okay, solid. Is there a... So it's first to third year teachers um, is what kind of outcome would make the program a success in your eyes? Um, I would tell you what I think has made our program successful. Okay. And it is our mentors. We have um, the program started five years ago. And from five years, we've gone from 68% to 90% of first year uh, teacher retention. Mm. And while I could say that it's the team, truly my partner because she's been in the work um, from the beginning. But the truth is, it is those that they come in contact with the most and that's their mentor. We have um, over 400 support mentors for our, our 644 wow. new teachers. And so we do trainings with them um, three times a year. We also have lead mentors in each building and the lead mentors kind of pick those support mentors and do trainings with the support mentors mm. and the teachers. But I believe that that's the strongest part of the induction program because they have that one-on-one -on -one or two-to-one ratio where they have somebody that they can reach out to. Yeah. Now, do we come in? Yeah, we, we typically come in when things get a little tougher or we need a little coaching. Um, but it's the mentoring piece that makes yeah. the difference. And I mean, that's essentially a tiered system of support. I mean, mm -hmm. you've got your school level, um, you've got your mentor level, and you've got, you know, your district level support. So it's exactly. it's the same kind of structure. That's what I hear. You know, the same yeah. way we're looking to support students is how we can take the same model to support teachers. And I'm impressed by the buy-in of your district to have an investment that heavy that's going not just, you know, hey, we got four trainings a year. 
no, y'all, we're going to really embody, we're really going to yes. immerse ourselves in this situation. Um, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Do you, what do you think, like, and I'm, I'm off the program a little bit and more about you specifically, how can you continue to grow and evolve to make the program better? Like, what, what can you do to keep on embodying the spirit of the program, if that makes sense? Yeah, so one of the things that I would like to do this coming semester, and I actually talked to my supervisor and partner about it yesterday, is being in schools more. Mm. Because the more that I stay away from schools, the more I'm going to be disconnected from what's actually happening. Um, so the last week of this semester, I spent more time in schools just because of calls and, and need support. But it was a good feeling. Mm -hmm. to be able to be in there, see what's happening, and just give them that instant reinforcement. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I think will help is to continue to be in schools rather than just being on the outside planning yeah. um, the supports, but actually being there. Even mm -hmm. if I'm only there doing my work, but for them to see me and know that I'm available if you need me. Yeah, you're in the fight. You're in the fight yeah. all the way. Yeah. I love it. Is there a... um? How did your passion in education um, lead you to SEL or lead you to, you know, and I, we use the term SEL, SEL educators mm -hmm. and all those things, but it's really life skills, life, emotional yeah. intelligence. But how did education lead you to a place where um, you decided to focus on the well-being and building like the whole child? Yeah. So, um I won't say that I got into SEL by accident, but I did get into SEL when it was new to our district. And as you know, SEL is not new and it's not a new concept And our district was doing it, but we were not doing it in a way that it was identified as SEL and that it was intentional. So I was dean of students at a middle school for three years before becoming an SEL coach. And so after they established the department, and decided to uh, fund the position for coaches. Schools had already started. Um, so it wasn't a position that was already out there or that mm -hmm. I was actively looking for. Um, and I was just contacted and said, hey, I think this is something that you would do well with. So after reading it, I was like, this is my everyday. This is what I do <laughs> all the time. Right. Um, and so, which is, and I, we can talk about this, but one of the things that I love about this position is our comp training, classroom organization management program. But because SEL is everything, it's about how we operate, it's about how we interact. Um, I love that this training naturally teaches you to naturally incorporate SEL. Um, so this kind of just Taking this job, well, taking the job as an SEL coach um, kind of shifted mm -hmm. my direction and my focus. And I just happened to be just starting my research for my dissertation. So naturally, I said, okay, if I'm going to take a job that I feel like I'll be good at, but I'm not necessarily well versed mm -hmm. in SEL, I need to research SEL. It only makes sense. Yeah. So that is how I got into what SEL truly was and being able to speak like to the it. work and try to do the work. I like it. Do you feel like you're operating? You know, I think I, I'm I'm a believer that your purpose changes over time. You know, it depends on the season and, and of life and what's important to you. But do you feel like you're operating in your purpose right now or, or with um, in a strong place of conviction? Yes, I do. Um, an example is last Friday, I met with a teacher 
um, who was like, I don't think this is for me. And I'm going to let y'all have it. I'm going to go ahead and bow out gracefully. <laughs> and we talked about the phases of a first year teacher. And I said, you know, hey, this is this is really the phases of all teachers. Everybody's mm-hmm. in disillusionment. Everybody has hit the the bottom of the curve. And um, after we talked, you know, I just said, hey, this is hard work. It is hard work. It will get better. There are things that we can't control. And when we try to control everything at one time, we mm. start to become reactive. Try not to be reactive. Handle what you can handle in the moment. Do not engage in power struggles. You know the same thing yeah. we say all the time. But sometimes the same encouragement we give to our kids. Our teachers need yeah, it. Need the same they, it is hard. And it's yeah. harder than it was two years ago. And so we just talked through what support can look like in January when it comes back. But one of the things that I always ask the teachers is, okay, we've talked about, we've talked about what we can put in place. Let's talk about what you can put in place personally. Mm. And so I literally write down the things that they tell me that they're going to do personally. And I send it in an email and send it to their principal as well. He said, my anniversary is this weekend. And I want to go see Avatar and I want to, I said, so you are starting your break on a positive note. Right. Allow that positivity to take you through the break Mm. and replenish you to give you what you need to come back. And we'll be here to support you and get you through the end of the year. But he, and he told his principal, he had, he felt good. He um, retracted his resignation. (laughs) <laughs> and so that's a good moment right absolutely that's a good moment so absolutely. um those are the times that make me say yes this, i'm doing the right thing you're in the right place yeah. absolutely become your best self with bestself.co they have 90-day journals six-month action plans daily journals gratitude cards relationship cards all kinds of things to help you become a better version of yourself. Visit bestself.co and use the code GAMAGE for 15% off your next order. Um, how about when you think about um, for someone, you know, it sounds like it's a, a thorough process that obviously wasn't done independently, but what would you say for folks that maybe have an induction program or just curious a little bit more, what are the greatest benefits of a program for year one to year three teachers that you know you're seeing now or anticipate coming up soon. Um, aside from the mentoring is the training. We do have aside from the comp training, which I mentioned, we have um, new teacher academy sessions that they are able to attend and stipends. Everything that that we do, our teachers are able to get stipends for. Um, and thankfully, our district put it in the general budget, so that's mm. very nice. Yeah. Um, so they get stipends for a new teacher academy. Um, and then we have it, it it's kind of quarterly, but more so around season. So we have a fall, winter, and spring new teacher academy. And yeah. so we bring them out in cohorts in smaller groups of 30 okay. where they do content uh, first half and then they work with us the second half. So that gives that smaller group setting to kind of reaffirm and kind of go over. And we go over things simple like, well, what veteran teachers might think is simple. Mm. Just how, how do I prep for a parent-teacher conference? How do I prep for a parent phone call? And we do mm. some role playing. What do I do if students are horse playing and it turns into a fight? <laughs> so just simple things. And so um, I think that having that time for them to come out during the day, and our um, senior leadership has said we want to make sure that they have an extended lunch. Mm. So they have 
an hour and a half lunch, and then we come back and and right. regroup. So right. yeah. I love it. That's such a such a wonderful program. And and I hope my dad asked me the other day. He said, you know, y'all doing all this SEL stuff. And he didn't say it quite like this. He's he's not as um out of touch as I'm making them sound right now. <laughs> y'all doing all this SEL. What about good grades? I don't hear anybody talk about getting good grades anymore. Now, how is the work that you're gonna do gonna affect kids in their grades? Um, <clears throat> so just a a a just a a basic you know, question there, how would you, how do you think this induction program is going to affect the bottom line of student grades? Yeah. So one of the things I think that people miss about SEL, they see it as butterflies and rainbows and flowers and all that stuff, all the feel good stuff. But one of the things that people miss is the accountability. Hmm. So if we're talking about making responsible decisions and building relationships, there has to be a level of accountability. Yeah. If we're talking about social awareness, there has to be some level of accountability. And so keeping that in mind, those are things that we have to keep in mind. So, yes, I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to respect mm -hmm. you. But I am going to have boundaries. I am going to have procedures in place. I am going to hold you accountable. I'm going to hug you and give you whatever type of greeting you want. But the expectation is, and that's part of what we talk about in recession, is be deeply rooted in, be consistent, mm. be fair, be equitable, and you should be able to see the the return in the grade. On on the investment, yeah. Well, thank mm -hmm. you. thank you very much. I'm gonna say I'm gonna clip this up and send it to my dad <laughs> so he can get a uh, a response. It was a good question though. I, I'm just teasing, yeah. But it's a good question to connect. Yeah, it is. We, you know, it's easy to forget. Um, thank you so much for sharing all this information with me and with us. Is there anything that we missed? Is there anything like, man, Trey should have asked me this question. I don't know why he didn't. You know, I think of it once we're out. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. Well, yeah. well good deal. I, I, I'm so appreciative of the conversation. I know we've had several conversations about the induction program, um, and y'all might need to license it out. You know, y'all <laughs> might need to go ahead and start giving your, your induction program to other districts because it sounds very thorough, very mm -hmm. systematic and, and very deep rooted uh, within your district. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Can you let the folks know where to find you on social media or any other platforms? Yeah, so I am on Facebook mostly and that is under Cheryl Frederica McCray. I have LinkedIn um, and my social media is under Cheryl Frederica McCray. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you, you all for, for having listening. me. My pleasure. My <laughs> pleasure. And thank you all for listening to the Dash podcast. Our goal is to bring you conversations with educators that are solving problems with school communities. And Cheryl McCray is doing just that with her induction program with the district's induction program. So if you like this episode, share with your friends, share with your peers, the folks that need to hear it. Subscribe to SEL Educators on YouTube, our website as well. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash. Thanks for listening to us on The Dash Podcast. I definitely hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, share it with a friend, share it with an educator, share it with someone who needs to hear the message from this episode. You can visit our website, seleducators.com, to learn more about our online courses and professional development training for schools and districts. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.